Today, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sues Pfizer over its COVID vaccine. We go through the highlights and lowlights of the DeSantis-Newsom debate, and George Santos has been expelled from Congress. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez and uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued pharmace pharmaceutical giant Pfizer uh, for using highly misleading rhetoric to con Americans into getting the company's COVID-19 shot, uh, despite its failure to, of course, prevent infection or transmissions. Uh, his office, Paxton's office, says that the jab violated the, or the information about the jab violated the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. Um, and I just love, honestly, I love having an attorney general that every time I read a headline about him, I'm like, <laughs> that's my attorney general. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring him on himself to talk about it. Welcome to the program, uh, General Paxton. So you launched an investigation. You announced that you were launching this investigation into Pfizer for violating this act about, what, almost eight months ago. Um, and then there was a thing that happened where a bunch of rhinos yeah. tried to get rid of you, probably for exposing exactly things like this. And uh, not that I'm bitter about that. Uh, and so now here you are following up on this investigation. It sounds to me like uh, the investigation yielded quite a bit of information for you. Yeah, so it was interesting. Three weeks after I announced this investigation, I was impeached. And huh. so it took me out dealing with this. For several months but the first thing i did when i came back was told my staff i want to get back on this and we did and, and the information that we got created enough information for us to, to file this lawsuit based on our belief that pfizer was not honest about the effectiveness of it arguing that it was 95 percent effective when maybe it was way less effective than that potentially as little as one percent and are and not disclosing some of the side effects of the drug and, and, and not being honest about the fact that the, the drug was not uh, or the vaccine was not effective. Mm. Um, so I, I pulled the, the petition here and it was it was interesting. So I was reading. I'm going to read some of this. First, Pfizer's widespread representation that its vaccine possessed 95 percent efficacy against infection was highly misleading from day one. That number was only ever legitimate in a solitary, highly technical and artificial way. It represented a calculation of the so-called relative risk reduction for vaccinated individuals in their clinical trial. Um, and I, I noticed what you guys did here which I very much appreciated, is you go on to talk about the relative risk reduction um, and why it's misleading. But what you do here is that you're using actually the FDA's own publications against them by saying actually the FDA is the one who says that all of these relative risk reductions are a bunch of baloney. And so now, who, how, how can anyone disagree with you? You're using the, the FDA of all places. Hey, look, it's it's the truth. And and, it, and the reality is Pfizer didn't even follow what they said. And it's not even close to 95%. So that's why I was using the number 1%. If they use the numbers that the FDA said they should use, it was more like the, the, the vaccine was effective 1% or less of the time. That's not an effective vaccine. And that is not what they told my constituents. It's not what they told the American public. And many people made decisions about healthcare decisions 
based on what Pfizer told them. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were being pressured by the federal government as well. And look, does the federal government know this information too? That's going to be an interesting question that we'll hopefully find out in the process of, of this litigation. Mm, discovery is an interesting thing. Um, so you also point out in this lawsuit, which I think is so crucial, uh, you said more Americans died in 2021 with Pfizer's vaccine available than in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. This in spite of the fact that the vast majority of Americans received a COVID-19 vaccine with most taking Pfizer. Um, and then you go on to say, indeed, by the end of 2021, official government reports showed that in at least some places, a greater percentage of the vaccinated were dying from COVID-19 than the unvaccinated. I mean, when you talk about uh, the biggest scams in modern American history, I cannot think of one bigger than this. So a couple questions kind of dovetailing off of that. Number one, I know, unfortunately, the way that it is, is sometimes it comes down to the the judge, the county, the, the district, whatever, um, as to how successful this will be. What do we know about, you know, this this is what the district court in Lubbock County, Texas? That sounds that sounds promising. Yeah, I think we're hopeful. We, we have good judges in Texas. We have good federal judges in Texas. We also have a good appeals court. So no matter what happens, I'm guessing you know, whether we lost or Pfizer lost, it's going to the fifth court. That gives us some confidence. You end up drawing a three-dredge panel, so you never know exactly how that's going to go. But I wouldn't, and this is a big enough case, this affects the entire country. Whether this was uh, something that harmed the American public, I think potentially could go to the U.S. Supreme Court. We'll see. Mm. But I think we have a really good argument, and I think at the very least, a lot of information is going to come out that was hidden. Mm -hmm. And I think Americans have a right to know this because they have a right to know what happened to them and how their decisions were affected by this information and what they're going to do in the future if we end up in a similar situation. They certainly will know they can't trust the drug companies and potentially the federal government that threatened people with their jobs, including military personnel that were required to get it or get kicked out of the, you know, out of the armed services. And then, of course, we had lawsuits against OSHA and other other agencies regarding this very issue, trying to protect people so that they could make their own healthcare decisions. Yeah. Um, so what are the potential legal ramifications for, you know, if a judge does find, which I, it's very clear here, I don't know how you guys could have laid it out more clearly, um, all of the facts that you've listed, indisputable facts that you've listed, showing that they clearly violated this act. But um, if the judge does rule in your favor, what could Pfizer possibly be facing? So it's 10,000 per violation. So each time they lied about this and each time they lied to a particular person, I mean, the damages could be great. That's all we can do. I have no criminal liability. I have no ability to go after criminal liability, but I can hold them accountable. It's one of my four jobs under the Texas Constitution is to make sure that our consumers are not defrauded. And in this case, it looks to me pretty clearly like Pfizer defrauded the consumers of Texas. There's you know, how many people got the vaccine, how many people were misled, could be a pretty large number. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, if if anything else, too, it's you're doing what you can to get the process started. What might come of other things that you may or may not fa- find out in the process, well, I, perhaps? Well, I have, I have two hopes. One is that other states will, will pursue mm-hmm. this, and that'll, that'll allow more information to come out. Exactly. And then second, I hope the federal government will change the law. I hope the Congress will change the law, because right now, they can develop these vaccines and there's no liability. So they don't have to do any testing, which I don't think they did in this case. And they can lie about it and there's still no liability federally. 
there ought to be some limitation on at least telling the truth. If you know that your vaccine is not effective, then you should not be able to have protection under federal law where you can't be sued if you're actually knowingly lying about your vaccine and the results of your vaccines. That, that seems very harmful to the American people. So I'm hoping that potentially there could be some changes in federal law so that Americans are protected from this in the future. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, well, I appreciate you always uh, fighting for us. It's it's hard to find these days. I know we're gonna you know um, we're gonna talk in the show about um, the DeSantis Newsom debate and, and George Santos being ex- expelled. But I just feel like the overall um, feel of this show today is like we don't have. Fighters. We have a bunch of do-nothing Republicans who just want to go after their own um, based off of, you know, I don't know, fraudulent claims and non-investigations and closed door meetings. And not not that you are familiar with anything like that. You're not familiar with fighting back against anything like no, that. Well, exactly. And look what happened to me over the last, you know, over the summer when you had these Republicans were at the end of session. They had not passed border security issues. They did not pass school choice. They had not passed enough property tax relief. Instead, they devoted the last couple of days to impeaching me mm-hmm. and stop all my lawsuits against the federal government, stop my Pfizer lawsuit, stop my, my, my lawsuit against the Biden administration. They stopped a lot of things from going on that were good. I, I, don't, I don't understand those Republicans. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, those of us actual real Texans, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate you always being the fighter that we need. Um, and I appreciate your time, sir. I hope you come back soon. Thanks, Sarah. Love Thank to you. Come back. Thank you. See you Bye. soon. Bye. Um, all right. So. We've uh, got to take a quick break. We will be back with the panel. First, I want to thank my sponsor here, Relief Factor. So those of you who are, you know, you're living in constant pain and you just think, well, this is my life now. It's not great, but it's my life. Um, I suggest that you try Relief Factor. All right. It's an anti-inflammatory. And um, what it does is it targets the root cause of your pain, which is, of course, inflammation. So it's a very, very strong anti-inflammatory. It's all natural. It's not going to, like, damage your liver and your kidneys and all the dangers of all of these other drugs. This is an all natural anti-inflammatory. And it actually works to eliminate the inflammation in your body. So it's not going to be like you're masking the problem. You're actually getting rid of it. 70% of the people who try their three-week quick start, go on to keep ordering it. It's that many people that it's working for, so the odds are in your favor that it can work for you. So if you're living with pain, please try the the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a trial pack, and the odds are in your favor that it's going to work, and you're going to keep reordering it. And you can go get that at relieffactor.com. That is (laughs) relieffactor.com. All right, I am now joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and, of course, the founder of Ripiverse Comics, along with Logan Hall. He is the Blaze Media digital strategist, and a strategist he is. Yes. I'm actually really glad, Logan. I'm always glad that you're here, Eric. I'm really glad that you're here today, Logan, because we both got attacked over the... uh, Ron DeSantis, Gavin Newsom debate last night. We did. I can't wait to get into it. So I just want to just kind of just to start this this topic here. Silly me. I thought I could have fun on the Internet, but I guess that I can't. So I was thinking to myself, um, I watched the Cowboys game last night knowing that the debate would be available for me to watch at any point today. Um, And I chose I chose joy. Last night, I chose joy. And so we watched the Cowboys win, and then I actually went to bed, um, because it turns out I sometimes need sleep as well. And I woke up 
to a bunch of people still arguing on the internet over who won uh, the debate. And I was just like, guys, come on, really? So I tweeted out this seemingly harmless tweet. I said, you guys are still arguing about who won the debate last night. And honestly, the answer is me, because instead of watching the debate, I watched the Cowboys win, and then I went to bed. And I got piled on because apparently, like, I wasn't taking our saving our republic seriously enough because, you know, it's not like I'm working overtime on the weekends and on evenings going out and exposing leftist degenerate filth uh, in school libraries, uh, you know, uh, drag queens dancing for young children. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not in the fight. I'm just watching the Cowboys win and getting paid to tweet about nothing and go to bed. That's what I'm doing, I guess. Um, so, of course, I did go back and watch it. Um, you total joy stealers. But uh, so I want to go through some of this. And by the way, by the way, I, you know what? I will read this uh, other tweet here just because it's I so succinctly put it here. Um, since apparently primary season has broken some of you and you're extra touchy right now, what I meant by you guys are still arguing about this is, of course, there's no argument who the winner is between DeSantis and Newsom. The proof is already there when you compare the two states. California is a hole and Florida is thriving. So it's just a dumb, like there's no, you, you're arguing over nothing. It's a dumb argument. Uh, so that being said, I want to play here, you know, Gavin Newsom, Logan, you got, you got in trouble for saying Newsom is a cold-blooded killer. Yes. I, I mean, he could be the antichrist. I think so. And that, again, this kind of goes back to your point. It's not really a debate. So right. you're trying to, uh, this was, you know, I, I think, Newsom came off last night as being very calculated. Mm -hmm. The issue is, if you're not really debating, they're operating under two different realities. I mean, you're, they're both saying, you're wrong. Here are my facts. Mm -hmm. California's bad. Then DeSantis would say, then Newsom would say, no, actually, Florida's bad. Here's my facts. It's two different realities. So at this point, uh, it, it comes down to a power play. Uh, people are going to respond to who looks stronger at that point. It's not like, oh, you're going to convince me with facts and logic. Yeah. I don't think anyone's no. mind was changed last yeah. night. And we all knew Gavin Newsom is a lying sack of crap. And, you know, I mean, he can say all he wants. Snake. He's a literal he a lizard snake. person. <laughs> <laughs> he is a reptile, actually. Um, so I want to play a little bit of this. Uh, so Gavin Newsom, you know, one of the most heavily restricted states, especially you saw how tyrannical it became during COVID. In some cases, it still is. Um, they put in, sand in a lot of cases. In their, they were putting sand in their the skate, skate parks. parks. Yeah. Right. Right. But but despite all of that, despite your lion eyes, which I know Ron DeSantis has said at one point, um, dis, uh, Newsom was like, no, California, we're the land of the free. What are you talking about? And Ron was like, I don't think so. Watch. Oh, uh, DeSantis exposes California as a free state. So the policies you are implementing that is different from that of California. California's adopting leftist policies. Gavin Newsom was uh, governor or uh, mayor of San Francisco. He put out a 10-year plan like 20 years ago. He was going to end homelessness. Then a few years later, he had another plan. And now he says he's going to do, and it's only gotten worse. In the last 10 years in California, the homeless has gone up 45%. It's gone down in Florida 45%. But it's caused a huge problem with quality of life in, in California. The people that flee always bring up this. They've really empowered lawlessness and drug use. And you know, 
Gavin Newsom at one point tried to say that California was the freedom state. And I just kind of laugh like you're locking people down. You're doing all this. Uh, but then I thought about it. You know, California does have freedoms uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. You have the, the freedom to uh, have an open air drug market and use drugs. You have a freedom, if you're an illegal alien, to get all these taxpayer benefits. So, so those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, but they have contributed to the destruction of the quality of life in California, and the results speak for themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed in addressing the homeless population. All right. I have I was not instructed to use numbers. I'm going to use numbers from now on control room. Number two, uh, he added on to that DeSantis to show just how bad it is uh, when we're talking about the defecation problem in not just San Francisco, but the entirety of California. And I just he did bring the receipts quite literally. Watch. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own. Great points by Ron DeSantis. Eric? Yeah, I mean, look, to everybody's point, it's not really a debate. I mean, anybody with, let's just, I give American people way too much credit sometimes, (laughs) but rational people the ones that are rational, can look at the state of both states and see that one is doing far better than the other. Uh, The evidence speaks for itself. The data that shows the numbers of not just people fleeing, businesses as well, uh, fleeing uh, California, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to debate or dispute. Um, But you bring up a great point in that when you're dealing with irrational people, you're not really able to convince them with that data. Um, this is something you've heard me talk about here a lot, uh, Sarah, that we're, we're always having to uh, dispute with others. Like, look, the reason why I make fun of people and I'm a little rough around the edges is because I find that to be a little more effective uh, than it does me trying to present someone with 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 the evidence. Now, if someone's in the middle or someone has shown, maybe they steered the wrong way and came to the wrong conclusion, but they're at least willing to analyze uh, uh, like the, the factual information that's available. That's a person that y- you have that conversation with. But others, if they got to their position by way of emotion, you can't re- reason them out of that. Yeah. Um, it's just math in that sense. So <laughs> it sucks because it's like people are under this, especially people that are on a quote unquote right under this moronic impression that the people that they consider their enemies or vice versa approach debate the same way they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not how mm-hmm. it works. Uh, you, you know that analogy I always yeah. use, yeah. the boxing ring, right? Yeah. Every, every time it, it, it puts it perfectly uh, that it's like entering into a boxing ring, fighting another person, and that person has already told you they're going to load their gloves. They've bought off the referees. They've bought off uh, the, the, the judges. And you still go in there and thinking that you're being honorable, like, I'm going to fight this person straight up. You're going to lose. Uh, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so I will say that 
it is difficult to navigate that, right? Because it's like, how do you get this person out of that uh, uh, position? Because the fact that we're even looking at this and saying, what is there, what, what is there to even debate shows that m maybe this, the reason thing isn't quite working on everybody. Yeah, I want to I want to add something to that, Logan, and then I want to I want to get your thoughts here, because I think that what both of you have said is um, so important. Um, Logan, you mentioned previously that these uh, they were two different they were two different realities. They're living in two different realities. Yeah. Yes, correct. But I think what I get from that and I don't want to put words in your mouth is what I saw was. Gavin Newsom just straight up lying yeah. about what the statistics were. So you're taking someone who not only doesn't uh, doesn't you know that comes to their comes to their understanding by way of emotions, not reason, as you so often say, Eric. But also you're taking someone and you have to tell them, okay, so this is not true, and also here is what is to back it up to tell you that it's not true, and the likelihood of that person going and reading for themselves to find that that statistic is not true and in fact is a lie is not very high, which is of course exactly why Gavin Newsom does it, because he knows that these people won't go back and look for themselves. Yeah, too often I think conservatives and Republicans in general try to, <clears throat> they try to facts and logic yes. their way out of with these people, which is why they get beat so often. These people are not interested yes. in facts or logic or rational debate or anything like that. I remember there was one uh, moment during the debate where Newsom said, our crime in California has actually gone way down uh, from previous decades. Well, it's very easy to say that if you don't prosecute actual crimes in California, right? right. So you can just manipulate these numbers to, to appear this way and uh, just straight up lie. Now, I think those two moments were DeSantis's best moments. Uh, I think before that, Newsom was clearly winning the debate because he was just bold-faced. Yeah, when you're lying, it's easy to say whatever yeah, just, you want. Just smiling away. Right. And uh, I think those were the two best because DeSantis is poking holes in the narrative. So when you say too often, people were getting very mad at that. Uh, there was some Irish politician who said, we're restricting freedom for the common good. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on the right were upset about that. But she is, the principle stands is that, is this freedom? Do you have the freedom to go uh, poop on the street in front of, you know, your city? Right. Do you have the freedom to just go out uh, in public on the streets and inject heroin? That's not what freedom really means. So Republicans, when they talk about these things, they have to, number one, realize what they're up against. You're not what he said. They're not rational people. Mm -hmm. They don't care about debates. Mm -hmm. They have to destroy the narrative, reject it wholesale. Yes. You can't accept the yes. premise or the yes. framing whatsoever. And you have to... Uh, Treat it like it's a war because you are not uh, you are not engaged in some like marketplace uh, of ideas. You're not fighting it out uh, in the free market. These people, even with uh, they will never they will never acknowledge their own sins. Yeah. And that's why Newsom is so dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I want to go over uh, a couple more moments from that debate. Um, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So, you know, we're approaching the new year. And I think, especially after a holiday season, you may want to think about becoming a healthier, maybe more energetic version of yourself in 2024. So if you've been dealing with, I don't know, low energy, you've gained maybe a couple extra pounds that you just feel like you can't shake off, um, or maybe you just partied too hard uh, over Thanksgiving, you know you're going to party too hard over the holidays, and you're like, my liver needs a recharge. Yeah, well, not only does it need a recharge, it's also really important for staying healthy. It does like 500 really key 
functions in your body. Um, probably like more work than all the Democrats put together. Uh, so you really, it's really important that you take care of your liver. Also, one in three Americans are now living with a sluggish fatty liver. Um, and oftentimes they don't even know it. So what I'm telling you is this will help you uh, not only if you partied too hard. I not that I know anything about that personally. I'm a good girl. Uh, but be prepared for 2024. Um, and you can do that by getting liver health formula. It, of course, has 11 powerful botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can get it today. Get a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce your sugar cravings over at getliverhelp.com news. Go there today to get that free bonus gift. That is getliverhelp.com news. I want to get into a couple more of these clips here from the debate. So um, to your point, Logan, that Newsom just the, the reason that he is so dangerous is because he'll just lie. Like he'll just lie to your face. He does it very well. Yes. He's I call him the white Obama because he just he does seem to be very, you know, he's like a great orator. Remember, they always said that about Obama, but he's such he's a great speaker. He's even better at that he than is. Obama. He is. He is. He's handsome. He, you know, he's all these things, which is why I think he's the Antichrist. But um, to your point about him just blatantly lying and being really good at it, um, you know, DeSantis is calling him out on Biden's economy, which, of course, are policies that Gavin Newsom uh, supports. And Newsom's like, what are you talking about? Things are going great under Biden. Watch. Uh, yeah. You think he's 100 percent? I've been spending 100%? plenty of time with Joe Biden in okay. private and public. Answer. You don't know. And by the way, results matter. Inflation now is down to 3.2 percent. Wages are up to 4.4 percent. The economy is booming. 5.2 percent GDP growth in the last quarter. Those are facts you don't hear on Fox News. 14 million Probably jobs. Let me move on. That was the lightning Public round. Now, on March Biden 31st. He literally just said Bidenomics at the end. He li he just said that unironically. He was not being ironic there. He really wants to sell you Bidenomics as something that you love. Aren't you doing so great? Every time you go to the grocery store and your bill is 10 times higher than it was. Isn't that great for you when you fill up your gas? Isn't that great? Well, don't you love all of these increased prices? Gavin Newsom says the economy is booming. Yes. They just lie. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, to just rattle that stuff off and it's like, yeah, don't believe you're lying to us. Don't believe what right. you, you experience, um, especially someone in business, man. I mean, from from the regulatory body to the how how the money doesn't go as far as what it once did. You know, I see that stuff firsthand, man. And to to gaslight the American people and like, well, everything's going well this right. last quarter, even though we had our worst one because it's slightly better than the last one. We get to say that it went up three uh, percent or whatever the number may may be, even though technically since he took office, it's down X amount of percent. This is how they they always mess around with uh, with numbers and people lie with numbers uh, and, and sort of data all the all the damn time. So that is impressive. I mean, when you can get out there and just lie. Just like, hey, man, we know this isn't the case, but I'm going to tell you it is. And I don't know who, who believes that. I mean, I guess there are stupid people out there. Right. I, I got to con consider that. If someone's out there is like, yeah, my stuff costs way more than what it did before, but 
Mr. Uh, it, just, it must just be me. Yeah, see, I'm just, I must be the one that's, that's tripping because Newsom just rattled off those numbers and yeah. everything's going great. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Conservatives should underestimate Newsom at their own peril. Uh, he is quite literally Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. He is. Wow, he, he really is, is. He is insane, uh, but he is effective. Yeah. And if he says, you know, the economy is doing great, well, it's doing great uh, in terms of how California is running things. I mean, California is quickly becoming a state of lords and peasants. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, he's hollowing out the middle class there. If that's the way you want to live, uh, I think people also um, on our side tend to uh, not understand the level of uh, what leftists will do. They are willing to undergo severe economic, they're willing to crash the economy. Yeah. To, they're willing to live uh, in, in pure squalor just to uh, go for their utopia. I mean, they are utopian, so they will, uh, they will accept this propaganda. Um, it doesn't matter that, you know, you could, you could tell them, you could, you could tell them what is going on and it doesn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they will accept um, whatever lies Newsom is pushing. Clearly, he's positioning himself to replace Joe Biden. I think people are realizing that Biden isn't going to be around there for very much longer and they're going to need a replacement because it's not Kamala Harris. Which is just so disingenuous of him to begin with because he's claiming as if, what are you talking about? I don't. I would never want to replace Joe Biden. I support Joe Biden. And then, uh, you know, uh, on the other hand, he's doing this debate in the first place. He's running ads in Florida trying to tell Floridians that he's the free state. Like, Obviously, we all see what he's doing, but he's like, again, don't believe your lion eyes. What are you talking about? I love Joe Biden. Bidenomics. Yeah, we're not buying it, Gavin. He is so full of crap. I know. Um, I want to play another clip here of, I think, another one of uh, Ron DeSantis's greatest moments. I think how, how you deal with a narcissist at this level, which, of course, I mean, Gavin Newsom, is that you have to, you know, he, put, he brought up the poop map. I think that was a great because you've got to show you can show them so they can see it with their own eyes. Another one of those moments was um, Ron DeSantis. This is clip number five talking about uh, the, the kind of books that in California your children will be exposed to if they go there, because we all know that, you know, California is like the safe haven now for uh, children who are confused and want to chop off their body parts. And um, I think this is, was a, a good moment from DeSantis here exposing that watch. Or is it the role of the school? What is the role? The role of the school is to educate kids, not indoctrinate kids. It's not to impose an agenda. It's to do the basics. And what we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner uh, that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. Now, California has that. Uh, they want to have that injected into the elementary school. My wife and I have a 7, 5, and a 3-year-old. We don't think that that's appropriate. And I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. Uh, it's also important to respect parental rights to know what curriculum is being used in the classroom, and everything should be age appropriate. I actually have something that I brought that some parents have objected to. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California. Florida, this is not consistent with our standards, called Gender Queer. I, it's, some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed they at children. Uh, and it's wrong. So this should not be in schools. Uh, when people like on the left say that somehow you're banning books by removing this from a young kid's classroom. No, this is not age appropriate. And so we're going to stand for the rights of parents. I think we need to do that nationwide. I don't think you can have a situation where some states just trample on the rights of parents. Parents have a fundamental right to direct the education and upbringing of their kids. 
again, um, I'm not sure how many leftists tuned in and how many minds that um, how many minds were changed in this. But if you're going to change someone's mind in America, I think the parental rights issue is a big one um, right now. I think it it has perhaps red-pilled uh, people who would not otherwise have been red-pilled. You've so. done a lot of work on this front, too. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're trying. Well, because, again, <laughs> like, to, to my point, and, and I pointed it out that he's showing them, you have to give it to people. You have to put it in front of them because otherwise people do not believe that uh, we would have a society that would be so depraved that we would actually be talking about the types of pornographic materials that they're showing to your children. You have to put it in front of them so that they actually see it. And once they see it and they can't deny it, they're like, holy crap, we can't do that. So um, a very effective uh, moment there from Ron DeSantis. All right, I want to play one more because I think it's funny. Clip number 10 here. Uh, let's play Ron DeSantis talking about all of you know, these people who are fleeing from California. Uh, this one in particular was quite the interesting story. Watch. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, True. better budget, uh, lower True. taxes, all this stuff. True. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, you know, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. The <laughs> mic drop right there. Um, by the way, I did read that they were saying that um, afterwards, the two of them had agreed to go like over overtime and do 20 more minutes. And they and, just came back and, and he's like, And they didn't. Gone. Well, so, so what they said happened was that um, Gavin Newsom's wife actually came over and just said, no, we're done. And it reminded me of that, um, that Simpsons meme that's like, stop, stop, he's already dead, stop. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, we've got, to, uh, we've got to go to break. First, I want to remind you guys, if you have not seen The Blind yet, the movie The Blind, this is, of course, the movie about the Robertson family of Duck Dynasty. Uh, it's a really great movie. You can find it on the platform, Blaze TV. So make sure to go to blazetv.com slash the blind and watch that movie. It is blazetv.com slash the blind. Representative George Santos has been expelled from the House of Representatives. He is the first House lawmaker to be expelled in more than 20 years. Um, and you will, of course, expect the vote was strongly bipartisan. It was 311 to 114. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there were some Republicans who obviously voted against it. But this is why we can't have nice things, um, because you have uh, Bob Menendez currently in Congress. They're finding gold bars from like <laughs> Egyptian princes or whatever the hell. And everyone's like, nope, it's totally fine. He can stay. He can stay. Oh, he's under investigation. He can stay. It's fine. You have uh, Nancy Pelosi making insider trading deals, getting rich off of being in Congress. She can stay. She's fine. You have, all, you have Adam Schiff who lied to the American people for four years and claimed that his security clearances gave him access to for sure evidence that Donald Trump was involved in Russian collusion. That didn't end up being true. He lied to America about a very important thing for four years freaking years. Did it, did he get expelled? No. Do you know why? Because we have a ballless Republican party who thinks that if they outmoral the other side, that somehow this time we're going to win instead of being like the Democrats who go, when we have power, we're going to take it and we're going to jam it down your throats. Why? Because we have the power to do so. And by the way, we're always going to be united when we do it. Instead, Republicans are like, oh, but we have to be the good guys. We have to call out those rotten apples on our side of the fence. 
Why? Oh, and by the way, uh, George Santos, the, the investigation that was done into him was very minimal. They hadn't even completed it and gone through all of the channels that they would need to go through. Look, if he's a scumbag, let the process play out and then take care of it. But to do this preemptively as if outmoraling the other side is going to do anything other than give us a slimmer majority. And um, by the way, when Democrats get that power back, they will wield it as they always do so effectively is so Maddening. <laughs> Swear jar. God, I saw this. I was like, this is unbelievable. Of course, of course Republicans would do. Of course, of course. We cannot get out of our own way. The other side doesn't have any rules to play by, but we always will. Don't worry. Don't you worry about that. This is the whole point of the Republican Party. They're not there to actually represent their no. They're there to go along and get along. We, have a, we actually have a clip that I tweeted out from The Blaze going viral right now. But it's of Senator John Fetterman saying, if we're going to expel Santos, Menendez has done far worse things than Santos. So right now, the brain dead ogre senator from Pennsylvania, who's a Democrat, (laughs) is smarter than a lot than 105 of these Republicans in the House, which should tell you a lot. I mean, that they can't muster the same uh, courage or ideas that you know, a literal zombie can. Um, it's pretty sad. And the Republicans, again, this is just, this just goes back. The Democrats always present a united front. They yes. never police their own. They always welcome them into the fold. Republicans are the opposite. They do this moralizing where they feel like they have to uh, constantly appeal to their enemies to gain some sort of favor from them. And yeah. it's just not going to happen. No, they will. They never will. And you know what? Um, at the end of the day, they're still going to call you corrupt. They're still going to call Trump, uh, you know, a criminal. They're still they're, they're still going to call you a racist. They're still going to call you a homophobe. They're still going to call you trans. They're still going to call you all the things. They still think you're a piece of garbage and you're not going to, like, convince them otherwise because you're like, no, we got to get the bad guys out. Look, I've made this point about the Republican Party for as long as I can remember. Um, these guys suck. They do. Uh, and they are strategically, they're morons, right? Yeah. It's the whole, again, another analogy we talk about with, with the whole Christianity bit. It's funny. Left atheists, especially leftist atheists, have no problem when you, they feel like you're doing something out of order to try to appeal to you. They'll say, well, that's something Jesus wouldn't do or some sort of weird <laughs> combination of that. Even though this is something that they will, they'll mock Jesus 20 minutes after they, they, they said that because they expect you to play by that set, those set of rules and they will hold you against it. But mm-hmm. that's not a set of standards exactly. that they themselves exactly. abide by. Exactly. Um, and unfortunately, you have folks on our side because, yeah, maybe we are the more rational people. And I get it. We're the more rational people. People that value liberty are more rational than the irrational, uh, hedonistic, libertine uh, uh, leftists. I, I totally understand that. But they themselves, you put it perfectly, where they don't even police their own. Like no. they, they have these cats act out, and they ain't gonna do. They ain't gonna do absolutely nothing because they look. They're looking. They're playing the long game. Is what it is. Jamal Bowman. Yeah, they're they're certain to leave. Yeah, like these people are calling for like geno- like near yes. genocidal rhetoric yep. against. Yeah. America. Right. They hate. I mean, they openly say they hate America. They think we're an evil. We're an evil country. They think our founders were evil. They hate everything about us. And yet the Democrats are never going no. to hold their own accountable. And then the GOP, they always promise every election. They say we're going to get in there. If you give us power, we're going to hold them accountable. We understand your frustrations. They don't understand your frustrations. They no. never hold these people accountable. They always give them more money. They are mm-hmm. in lockstep with their agenda, even though they know that the Democrats would never 
ever come to our side mm-hmm. on any issue, any of our priorities. So it, it should it's a very revealing moment. And it should tell you a lot about how uh, how D.C. operates. Yeah. I t- I, and I mean, to Logan's point earlier, you said at the beginning, um, treat this as a war. Yes. This is the same. This is the same thing. You treat this as a war. You don't cede an inch, not one single inch. And again, I'm not trying to endorse having criminals on our side do criminal things. If the process would have played out and he had been convicted of all of these things that he is being accused of, then let's have that conversation then. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. And you would think that a party who sees how uh, the Democrats are weaponizing the justice system against, oh, I don't know, the front runner of the freaking presidential race, that you would think that these other Republicans would go, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, and if there's not a single standard of justice, then you have to say, well, maybe we should have some criminals on our side doing criminal things. Right, right, exactly. what they're doing to Trump is clearly just BS charges. It's fake. It's not... It doesn't have any semblance toward criminal justice. Um, and, and this is where you have to uh, understand, like, all of the stuff that's going on in Congress, all of these people engage in petty corruption all the time. Mm-hmm. So de- I think what DeSantis, uh, uh, not DeSantis, what Santos, sorry, those are very similar. <laughs> uh, I think even though DeSantis is a lot better than Santos. But <laughs> I think what Santos did is he kind of made a mockery of the institution, and they did not like that one bit. So yeah. I think they kicked him out because he, not because he did some, like, some egregious crime, but because he sort of made a mockery of our sacred democracy. Our sacred democracy. Yeah, <laughs> anything that mocks the, the, the Congress, I'm all for yeah. that because they deserve it. They're a band full of criminals. The difference is I don't pretend that they're not that. Other people do. Look, uh, this whole charade or whatever it is that you want to call it, Everything moves in America has moved closer and closer to like absolute like leftism. That's just what that's to been the trajectory, no matter who has been in in in, mm-hmm. in part in like a majority or a president Power, even for yeah. that matter. Seventy five years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been there. <laughs> incrementally it's moved the opposite way. And it's because on any given issue, especially it's like, hey, we negotiate with them, we bring a little bit mm-hmm. uh uh we see a little bit of ground. This is what happened with the quote unquote gun rights over the country. Uh over the last uh, half century it's that it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's a little bit to the point to where we're at right now and never is it like abolition really going the opposite way where we're trying to get freedoms uh, or let's say have people stop impeding on other individuals freedoms more often this is why you shouldn't even to me negotiate with them if it shuts down the government who cares i don't care about any of that stuff like why on earth if your position is correct if it's the just position if it's the moral position why does it always have to be under some sort of negotiation this is why i grilled uh, tr- trump even on, on the whole bump stock ban a lot of these conservatives using that term loosely, were bitching at me uh, when I was screaming on this show. Like, it was one of the worst things that he had, he, he had done. Uh, not necessarily because of I use a bump stock. And that has nothing to do with it. It's more, if you read the language, uh, it, it's like, it's setting us, uh, like, Democrats up for success to, for the same reason, refer to these uh, old, like, National Firearms Act and all that such. If they can deem, basically, anything it is that you have in terms of an attachment as a machine gun, they can make it illegal. Why on earth would we do that but they said well we got to get the leftists to shut up well here we are a few few years removed uh from that have they stopped trying to take people's guns now no Uh, maybe we shouldn't see it any ground and that's a very important point of of the political ratchet uh it's this long march of progress everything always shifts leftward Mm -hmm. it never comes back rightward Mm -hmm. and that's what the republicans are there to do it's to put a little bit of uh make it seem like we're winning when we're actually just 
moving a little bit leftward and not as far leftward as right. the Democrats. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, by the way, um, do you remember when they uh, repealed Obamacare? Oh, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nobody's even running <laughs> yeah, on that, that anymore. That's because they didn't. All right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Man, that was fun. Yeah, was. That was Great fun. Time. Great time. All right, just a few uh, programming notes here. I know those of you who are trying to watch on Rumble are um, a little bit annoyed. I promise you I'm trying to get it straightened out so that we can get you all of the uncensored footage uh, uploaded over to the Rumble channel. So just bear with me. You know, sometimes there's just a lot of red tape in organizations that you've got to work through. But luckily, I typically, I don't use scissors. I just kind of use a blowtorch instead. So um, so we are working on that, but you have been heard. I am working on it uh, to get you that. Um, so just stay tuned as well. There's a lot of changes going on. Um, Tis the season for contract negotiations. So we'll keep you posted on that and uh, we hope you have a good weekend and we will see you Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.